So the owner of this furniture store says, oh, I, I didn't charge them. I only asked for $300 a month so I from each individual so that I could buy a bigger location for them to live. That is migrants, in this case, from West Africa. This is a report from Channel 7 here in New York. We turn our attention now to the dozens of migrants found living in the basement of a furniture store in Queens. The store owner told us he allowed 74 men to live in the basement because he wanted to help them. But the city says turning the basement into an apartment was illegal and dangerous. Officials moved the men to shelters. Moved them to shelters. Residents complained and complained and complained, and the city of New York did nothing. A furniture store serving to house 74 men. We don't know how many. Now, imagine if there was a fire at that location. Just imagine. The Channel 7 report continued. The owner of this furniture shop says he was just trying to help these migrants. And he says that he was asking the men to donate about $300 a month. That he says that wasn't rent, but it was actually money that would go towards leasing a larger place where they could all stay. I'm so proud of these guys. That, that's why it, make, it broke my heart. I'm proud of them. They're all hardworking people. Ibu Sar says it was meant to be a way to help fellow West Africans who were just trying to make their way in the city. He says he's been allowing 74 men to stay in a makeshift shelter in his furniture shop on Liberty Avenue. Excuse me, sir, Mr. Owner of the furniture store. Do you think we're stupid? Oh, I'm so proud of them. I I asked them for $300 a month to stay in an illegal in an illegal location because I wanted to buy a bigger location for them. Excuse me, sir. Whose name was the bigger location going to go into? Who was going to own that property? You. Who was going to benefit? You. Who should go to jail for this? You. You, you, you. This is ridiculous. They are bringing all of their problems here. We're paying for it, literally, financially, and with our lives. Let's start with our telephone calls. We haven't talked to Jennifer in Boston in a while. We say, good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. It's always such a pleasure to hear you, your passion, and just your your intellect and your common sense. It's we're living in a mad, mad world, and a uh, few seem to get it. So I really appreciate you riding and spreading the alarm, so to speak, because so many people are left in the dark. If you just listen to mainstream media in particular, um, you know, this is by far, uh, you know, not the only young woman who's been killed. If you look at Vanessa Marcotte, was killed several years back up here in Princeton, Massachusetts, out for a jog, same thing. Um, the young woman um, down in um, Manhattan several years ago, same thing. And just recently, you know, there was a 75-year-old woman, a 19-year-old uh, illegal, had been camping out in her neighborhood. This is in Texas. He knocked on her door, the 75-year-old woman, church secretary for years. Her husband was in a facility, a medical facility, so she was there alone. And he wanted to use uh, charge his phone and get some water, and she she thought better of it and said no and said, maybe one of my neighbors can help you. And what happened? He came back to her house a few minutes later, forced his way in the house, stabbed her to death. And then he, 
he went out with her car and her money, got himself some food, came back, sat beside her dead body and ate, and then took a shower in her home. All right, that's a 19-year-old illegal. There was a, a woman and her son, her 16-year-old son, killed. Uh, her name was Melissa. Her son's name was Reardon, killed out in Colorado. And they were just driving her son back from school in the middle of the afternoon. The guy was an illegal four-time drunk uh, already driver. And the prosecutors had asked for him to stay in jail. And the judge said, no, 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 we're going to put him in work, work, you know, like a work program. But there were no beds available. So the prosecutor said, just keep him in jail for now. This illegal that already had four drunk driving convictions because he's a threat to the community. And the judge, the liberal judge appointed by the Democrat governor said, oh, no, no, we'll let him go. And he ends up killing this mother and her 16 year old son. And you could go around this country, 11 year old girl in Texas raped, strangled and stuffed under her own bed for her father to find. The young, teen- the young teenage cheerleader in Texas recently killed by another illegal. It goes on and on and on, Dominic. And unless you read, like they just had the Boston Globe had an article and uh, they quoted a lot of the Associated Press. You literally had to re- read the last few lines to hear anything about immigration status. And that's all you heard was undocumented. Other than that, the killer in Georgia was referred to as, a, as an Athens, Georgia man. Yeah. Right. And and you know, you know what, Jennifer, I had forgot all about the teenager where daddy was at work in Texas and she opened the door. The guy said something about he dropped this key or whatever, something like that. And he raped her and daddy came home and found his daughter dead, I believe, under the bed. And the the mother, another mother did there that her, her name, I think, was Elizabeth. She's like 16 years old and her mother found her stabbed to death in the bathtub. And this goes on and on throughout our country. This woman, this Etta Nugent down in Texas, there was a, there was a, a wonderful man, a, a police sergeant in Florida, died about a month ago after, t- uh, you know, tussling, you know, like hands-on tussle with an illegal. Um, the guy had a box cutter on him. And um, so the cop afterwards suffered a heart attack and he died. You should, if you ever watched that, that funeral service, his two teenage sons crying, saying that, all that they that he had taught them in life and they'll never forget him and that he was their hero it's heartbreaking dominic it happens every day and few people like you have the courage and the emotional fortitude to speak for those who can't speak for those of us who don't have a platform well i i I appreciate your call jennifer and don't be a stranger please i i thank you for the call I, I don't see it as courage. I see it as uh, I went into journalism to be a voice for the voiceless. And um, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my career. So it, it's not courage on my part. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And if this migrant uh, in Georgia is the one that did this, I will repeat. Every day for a month, someone needs to take a hammer and hit him as hard as they can in his testicles every day for a month. And that should be the beginning of his new, and of course, while he's handcuffed, and that should be the beginning of his new life in America. And as I'm just looking on the uh, looking on online here, and I think Mimi in Queens wants to talk about this. I'll get to her in just a second. You have another migrant that's connected to a Maryland murder of a two-year-old boy. Where, where does it stop? Where, 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 where does it stop? If you lived near the furniture store in Queens, it goes up in fire. What do you think happens to the area? I don't think there was a home on either side next to it. But who needs that type of eyesore 
with uh, mem- with uh, uh, Im- immigrants, migrants, whatever you want to call them, from uh, from West Africa, going in and out of this place. Oh, they're looking at a couch to purchase. Oh, oh, I I I only asked them. Why is this man not in handcuffs? I only asked them for $300 a donation a month so that I could buy a bigger place for them to live. I say again, whose name was this bigger place going to go in, Mr. Furniture Owner? It was going to go in your name. And so your business that's probably not making any money, the furniture store, you are going to get a bigger property and benefit off the land and make millions, but you tell the media, and they go for it, you tell the police, you tell the city of New York, oh, I'm so proud of these men, and I just wanted to buy a bigger location. What about the violation of crime that this man just committed?